Hey, welcome to the Mom Podcast. I am Joel here with my dad. Hey, I'm Rick. Hey, so we've been going through uh, a, a series of uh, podcast episodes where we're talking about this new book that I've written called Connecting the Dots. It has 10 chapters, so we're doing 10 sessions on it. And the basic concept is this, that life is lived forward, but it can only be understood looking backwards. God is always working in our life um, in this kind of circular pattern. In every season, there's, and I believe in every season, there's about nine stages to every season that we don't always know what God's doing, but there is kind of a consistent pattern to his work. And when you understand that pattern, it kind of helps you navigate some of the challenges that we face in each season of life. So we talked about, first of all, every season starts with a turning point. Uh, the heroes, characters kind of mind their own business. You know, every book we love, somebody's minding their own business and then life changes, right? So for some of us, life changes with a kid or a medical diagnosis or a car accident or whatever it is. Then there's this courage that's required to face the challenges of that new season. Uh, then we talked about last week how a guide always appears. When the student is ready, a teacher appears. And there's always a guide who appears in every story, an Obi-Wan Kenobi, a, a Gandalf. And they help the the, uh, the lead character on their way. And, and for us as Christians, the guide who always appears to help us in every season of life, he never leaves us, in fact, yeah. is the Holy Spirit who... There's just there's just no formula for life. There's only revelation for your unique story and how to live it in accordance with what God has for you. So there comes a point where you've had the courage, the guide has showed up, but you have to go all in. You use the example, I love this growing up, you would say, there comes a point where like Tarzan swinging through the jungle, you have to let go of the vine you're hanging on to and go all in on the next vine, which hasn't been tested. You're just swinging from vine to vine. It may be a snake. You don't know. But like, was that George of the Jungle? Swings through, yes, swings through and grabs a snake. <laughs> yeah. You may be swinging through the jungle. But to keep the forward momentum, you've got to release and let go of that old vine and move and grab onto the new vine and just believe it's going to take you there. There's a decision, a total commitment, a going all in that's required at some point in a season. And that's where I think a lot of us, we, we, get, we make our life hard because life has changed. But if we don't totally commit to being present in this new season, you know, King Solomon said, don't say why were the former days better than today? Because it's not wise to ask that. (laughs) Usually you're looking back at the past with what they call rosy retrospection in counseling, or it's like you kind of have glossed over some of the bad side and just like, oh, remember how great it used to be back there when all we were eating was beans out of a can? That was so great days. Actually, it wasn't. It was horrible. But we tend to want to go back to what's familiar, but the only way to move is forward. And kind of the theme I talk about in there is that the idea that when you commit to the path, the way will open to you. So you read the chapter, what's your take on it? Well, you know, in that Tarzan example, the one thing you need to know is there's always risk involved. Mm. You know, is that vine going to hold me or is it a snake or is it, and, and I'm I'm sure the one I'm on, you know, I've been here, I've lived this way for this many years or whatever, you know, and so I'm sure of that. But this next, I don't know, and I'll probably fail, and I'll probably fall. I mean, this is the voices that tell us. Right, probably fall. right, right. That's why, of course, but you've got the guide. You've got the Holy Spirit leading you there. And, of course, um, most of us feel pretty insecure about hearing from the Holy Spirit. Well, and we yeah. also want the full we also want the full path revealed to us. Yeah, But to he know never exactly does that. Goes. He's, right. He's yeah, not exactly. going to be like, okay, and then you'll hit yeah. this and this and this. Man, I'm actually think, I actually believe it's kind of a gift of grace that he doesn't. Well, it would be, or we might not ever let go of that vine we're on because usually there's hardship ahead. And you, and the thing is, you don't know the hardship, but neither do you know the reward. Right. You know, and so you, you've just got, it's all a matter of faith. Risk and faith are like joined, they're conjoined twins. They mm-hmm. never are separated. You're never going to get faith if there's no risk involved. And, and you're never going to see the full 
path ahead. But my my thing in the book I see is that you really was that the verse that says, "Bless the Lord on my soul and forget not all His benefits." Yeah, and there's just certain benefits that you don't. All, all we see is the risk. C.S. Lewis, one of the quotes in the book, is he says, "We're not necessarily doubting that God's plan is good yeah, for us. Yeah. We're wondering how painful His plan is going to turn out to be." <laughs> and when you're faced with that risk in front of you, you kind of go, "How bad is this going to get in God's great plan for me?" Yeah. And we we hedge our bets, we hold back from fully committing, but we don't get the benefits of that. Yeah. But you know, that's that's only a feeling people have who've been down the road a ways. Because when you first start, it's all going to be roses and it's all going to be unicorns and everything good's going to happen. And then all of a sudden you hit the wall and things mm. didn't work out the way you thought they would. And is this really God? And it's easy to think, well, I failed, I missed, I should have held on to that previous vine and yeah, I, I, I fell flat I, to the ground. I think that's a function of personality. Because I think you do that. You're like, yeah, let's try and go for it. But I think some people spend most of their life trying to not fully commit. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah, I'm more that so. way. Yeah. So you're you're kind of like, let's try it and explore it. Maybe it's a function of that openness on the personality profiles where it's like openness, like, yeah, we'll try this. Give it a shot. I think a lot of people aren't that way. In fact, I'm not that way. I'm like, I'm not sure I'm open to this. And I kind of have to be forced into the action sometimes. But then at some point I have to go, not committing makes my life more miserable <laughs> than yeah. fully committing. He has a way of getting us there. It's like the shepherd, you know, <laughs> yes. the sheepdog, he's biting at your heels. Okay, you know, you, yeah. you can either go or I'm going to bite you. Which is why I think Jesus, you know, Jesus, sweet, loving, compassionate Jesus, he said some pretty savage things. Um, someday I want to write a book called Savage Jesus. All the <laughs> savage things Jesus said. And there's one point where some guys come up to him like, Jesus, we want to follow you. And instead of going, that'd be great. He's like, yeah. all right, let's go. And they're like, well, first let me get some things in order. I got to bury my dad. And, he, and he's, sweet, loving, compassionate. Jesus is like, eh, let the dead bury their dead. And then he says, anybody that says they want to follow me, but then looks back, they're not even worthy to follow me. And you're like, whoa, that's cold blooded, Jesus. Like, but I think the reason is he knows that there's a certain level of commitment that until you go all in, you're always going to be prone to running back. And that's where you have to, what's the historical thing? Burn the ships. Burn the ships, the explorers, (laughs) the the explorers, a lot of them, the captain, when they get over to the new land, the the captain would say, all right, burn the ships so we have no option but to move forward. We're not going back to Spain or wherever it was, you know? And that's where I think in some ways it was, God was in his grace saying, hey, I need you to be fully committed to this. And if you're not, it's just going to make you miserable, which is why he said, you know, those who look back, put their hand to the plow and look back, aren't worthy to come into the kingdom. So well, that, follow me. You know, that is interesting because there was a quote in there. I want you to kind of amplify it in the, the chapter. It says, some, some people have just enough Jesus to be miserable. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah talk about that a minute. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I had the guy one time and, and he was, he came from a really rough background and, you know, he was, he sold drugs and he would just take advantage of people and manipulate and dominate, use power and, and coercion and fear to control people. And, Accepted Christ, everything changed, but he's like, you know, he's like, the hard part about all this is like, I used to not feel guilty about, I had just kind of seared my conscience and I was like, I didn't feel guilty about, uh, about, you know, taking advantage of people. But he's like, now I have this conscience that's like searing. He's like, (laughs) and, and he's like, and so I have this guilt thing now and I'm like, if you're just trying to like walk the edge of like, well, if I can just change my, my, you know, uh, behavior a little bit yeah. and just kind of keep, you know, straddle the line. Be I can better. Yeah. I can straddle yeah. the line. I can stay in the world and do whatever yeah. I want and just kind of follow Jesus, show up on Sunday, but do what I want. 
you you find yourself just miserable because you haven't committed to a path and you know anything that stays in the middle of the road becomes roadkill uh, so you got to pick a side yeah. and you got to go all in so yeah it's kind of you 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 you're not in enough that you you're in too far to enjoy the pleasures of sin Right, right. Because sin is pleasurable. Because, you I mean, know, there's, says, your you know? conscience starts tormenting yeah. you. The thing you had seared before is alive now. And yeah. you're like, yeah. But you're not in far enough that you're enjoying that abundant life that Jesus promised. So, yeah, yeah it's a, it is a miserable place. I, I can't enjoy this. I can't go back and enjoy that. And I can't, I'm not in full enough to enjoy that. And so. even beyond just, you know, behavior modification or conquering sin, I think it's the same way in the call that God has for us. There are some people that they know they've got a call in their life to do something, but they just get so afraid and they hedge yeah. their bets. And so what they do is they hedge their bets over here and they're like, well, I'll do, you know what? I'll just stay at this safe job. And God's like, look, I have no problem with you, you know, obviously taking, it, taking it slow, right? But, wise, yeah. but at some point you're going to have to go. And Dave, Dave Ramsey talks about that. He says, when you've got a side hustle, when you've got a business going on the side, um, he says, at some point, when you've got basically 50% of the income you need to live coming from your side hustle, it's time to c- commit to the path and go all the way in. Yeah. And, you've got to believe that you're only going to make up that extra 50% by quitting that job, that nice, stable, secure thing. But that's what happens. A lot of us, a lot of people have a call in their life to go do something else. Maybe they've even got a side hustle going, but it's just a little too scary to break from the security of that paycheck and go all in and go, well, then now it's all depends on me. And if I fail, this business fails. It's yeah. all my fault. Whereas over here, I've got some security of that regular monthly paycheck. And again, wisdom is required, which is why we have to trust the guide. Because sometimes you do need to straddle that fence a little yeah. bit while, but eventually you're just going to find yourself miserable. And the family's going to be miserable because you're working 60 hours a week, yeah. trying to keep up your main job and doing your side gig. And at some point you have to go all in and just trust, okay, God, I'm letting go of this vine over here. You got to sustain me. So, Well, that's what, you know, that vine illustration first came to me when I, a friend of mine, he, he was uh, actually a leader I worked under for a while, but I, and he was a, uh, you know, volunteered at the church and taught and did all kinds of things. And I, but it always just seemed like there was something missing in his life. And one time he opened up to me and he said, you know, I, uh, I was asked to come on full time at the church one time, but I have this job with the government and it was a great paying job and, mm. I, you know, another 10 years, whatever retirement. So he says, I just, I just couldn't walk away from that. I just couldn't do it. And all of a sudden that made sense to me. It was like, he was like the guy who held on to the one vine, but reached out and grabbed the other vine. And so he could, he didn't go backwards because he had the hold of the new vine. He was still involved in ministry and stuff, but he couldn't go forward either. And so he just found himself kind of dangling awkwardly in the middle of the jungle. Yeah. You know, you're not moving forward. You're not going anywhere, just hanging there. And unfortunately it just kind of got worse and worse from there. I mean, he kind of went into some heresy later, some weird stuff, Mm. you know, and I don't know if it was connected to that or whatever, but the point is he just never found the fulfillment because he was not willing to take that risk. And in his case, it was a financial risk. And, you know, so he retired well, lots of money. Right. But just never found that fulfillment. Never felt he was fulfilled. Yeah. That's one of the things, uh, which is why I believe that sometimes discomfort is a gift. That God, yeah. you know, you always use that example of before an eagle, baby eagle is flies, like yeah. flies. Uh, you know, the, the nest is padded with soft feathers. But when the mom's like, oh, it's time for you to spread those wings, little kiddo. Uh, she'll start pulling the feathers out so the sticks start making it really uncomfortable yeah. in there and the the eagle's made to fly so they're like don't stay in the nest you got to get out and fly and you you talk about um and it's funny i got some negative feedback on the first read of this book with something you used to say you used to always say this sometimes there's a moment when the grace lifts uh-huh. and you know it's time to go and 
the first person that read this was like, the grace never lifts. I'm like, okay, I agree. God's grace never lifts. We're doomed if he did, right? But there is a certain unique grace that he gives us in each season to kind of just, it's like a, it's a, it's like a grease that helps kind of yeah. the friction not be so intense. And so, but, but when, when it's time for you to move, there'll be certain times, oftentimes the stuff that you used to have the, had the grace to overlook. Cause God just kind of in his grace blinded you to it. Or yeah, gave exactly, you the, yeah. Exactly. You're like, yeah, that man, oh, that, that pastor, the way he clicks his tongue every time he speaks, right. Yeah. drives me crazy. You know, he's that, done it for years. Something goes away and, yeah. Um, again, it's not God removing his grace, but I think it's a shifting of grace to another season. And it's a lot of times that- w- Well, I think it is, I'm going to argue with that. It is okay. him removing his grace from, it's not removing the grace of right, salvation. Right. right, right. So I had to word it very carefully to make it get past, get muster past my critique, my critic, my critic. <laughs> not a critic i guess it's not a critic but it's somebody who critiques the work uh-huh. and she said that she's like i don't i just don't i can't i don't want to believe the grace lifts i'm like okay it's not like his saving grace lifts but it's a unique it's a special blessing that yeah allows you to be in that grinding situation yeah. without the problem and oftentimes in his grace to make the move easier <laughs> he'll make those last few months really miserable so you don't yeah. ever go oh take me back to egypt yes. where i was in slavery and it was so great wait yeah. no what what you remember how bad it was that last part now, this is where it gets tricky again. We have to depend on the guide because sometimes you got to push through the discomfort. Right. And it's hard to know sometimes, is yeah. this discomfort that's leading to me needing to leave or is this discomfort I've got to push through that's transforming me into what I need to be? Yeah. Which is where leading actually to the next chapter, we'll talk about uh, the next <laughs> chapter, which is the challenges but or the adventure. But in for this for this podcast, I think it's just important to recognize that there comes a point when you just can't straddle the fence anymore, you got to go all in one way or another and, and trust that God's going to lead you and, and guide you. Yeah. And you know, one of the things too, I think is we, we have to realize that few, very few commitments we make in life, you can't go back on. Yeah. Marriage. Yeah. Having kids, you don't get to put them back if you don't like them. Right. Uh, and I guess getting a tattoo on your forehead, that would be pretty much one you can't turn around from. That's probably true. Yeah. But um, most commitments that you make, you can, you can backpedal and just, I know when we use the example, a lot of us going to Central America and, you know, I told your mom, cause we'd been down there a couple of times and man, it looked like a rough place, you know? And, and cause that's all we had seen. And I said, look, if we get down there and, and we can't make it, if we just wash out, we'll just be like a little puppy that's been beat. We'll just put a little tail between our legs yeah. and we'll just turn around and come home. At least we tried. Yeah. At Oops. least we went. Yep. You know, who, who's, who's going to make fun of you for at least trying, you know? Well, I think people, everybody's had an experience where they tried something that didn't work and you, you kind of go, oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. You have, yeah. As the old Edison story, well, now I know one thing I can't do right. You know, I'm still trying to figure out the right thing, but at least I know one thing I, is wrong. Yeah. But it didn't work out the way. And, and, you know, there've been a lot, that's probably the biggest one, but there've been a lot of times like that where I go, man, I don't really know for sure. I never know for sure. But this seems to be what the Lord's saying. I love what James says. It seems right to us and to the Holy Spirit, you know, when they're that making was an a axe, right? huge decision in the church. Yeah, that was an axe. And he just says, that eh, seems right to us and the Holy Spirit. I love that. So it's just, let's just, if it seems right, it kind of feels right. You're moving slowly. You're taking the baby steps. You're checking out authorities and the scripture and all those things. Move into it. And and I've never found that, you know, it to fail. You know I mean? It didn't always go the way I expected. Right. But in the end, when you look back on it down the road, you go, oh, that was a good choice. That was one of the most liberating things you ever told me when I was starting to lead these outdoor adventures. Uh, You said, stop making it so epic. You're like, everything's so big deal. I'm like, but dad, what if I start this thing and nobody comes on a trip with me? And you're like, 
Well, look at it this way. I'm going to go have an awesome adventure either way. You can come with me or you can not, but I'm going to have fun anyways. And when I started looking at trips that way, so any trip I do now, I'm like, whether I've got just me or 22 people with me, I'm going to go have a good old time. You can come with me if you don't. Yeah. What? And that was so liberating to me because sometimes I think we take ourselves too seriously and we go, man, you know, what if I go all in on this and it doesn't work out? And you're like, well, you'll learn something. Yeah. It's not a failure. You'll learn something. And one of the examples I talk about in the book is, is a guy who uh, just kind of stumbled his way into like transforming a certain region of Africa, like with water wells. Right. Like he's, he, he had this, he called it a selfish desire to go on a safari. Well, he gets over there and he sees this need to repair water wells. It's my friend, Mike. And while he's over there, he starts doing that. And then he discovers that like, there's these ways to raise money by climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. And he's like, well, I just wanted to do that. And he did that. And, but he just, what's funny is he, he thought it was his own selfish desires, but I think it was God leading him. It's a delight yourself in the Lord. Yeah. He'll give you the desires. He'll put those desires in there. So hand. now... 15 years later, the dude has raised millions of dollars for fresh water, clean water in Africa. He hires people full-time to be repairing water wells all over Africa, even when he's not there. And it's funny because he's he's like, I, th- I thought I was going to do one thing, but I ended up doing another. And how many times in our lives do we look back and go, I thought I was going to this place to do this, but then I met this person and I ended up doing this. And that was actually what I was doing, but God used yeah. me doing that missionaries that happens a lot. Oh, it happens all the time. We're going down to work with orphans. They get down there and the orphanage closes and they're like, what the heck are we doing now? And then they find out they've got a, a need for water wells and they go, this it's is exactly what they were trained in. It was right. exactly what they had a heart for, but they didn't see any way to do it. You had, you had to get, you had to take the first step. You had to get in the right position, yeah. right? You had to fully commit. And then once you were there, uh, yeah, sure. You may have yeah. to explain to people back home, like, well, we're not doing the thing we said we were coming to do, but we are doing some good stuff. But yeah. it was God just trying to get you in position to where you needed to be. And it, it's amazing how he does that. He just yeah. orchestrates everything. And There was a situation happened when you were young. You and I were sitting on the floor. I mean, you were just a little toddler even, and I was rolling a ball to you, and you were sitting there, and you'd roll it back to me. And when I rolled it to you once, it hit your foot and bounced off and went over behind the couch where I could see it, but you couldn't. Mm. So I pointed, and I said, go get the ball. And you looked and couldn't see a ball. I said, go get the ball. You looked and you wouldn't. I said, I said, just start moving and you'll see it as you get closer. And it was like the Holy Spirit said, hello, you know, yeah. write that one down, you know, just start moving in the direction that you sense the Holy Spirit pointing you. And as you get closer, you'll see it. And sure enough, you did. Which is that if you commit to the path, the way will open to you, but you're not going to see the whole journey ahead well, of you. Well, that sounds too zen for it's me. It's so but zen, I'm okay. right? But it's true. It's true. I mean, that's essentially what... You know, your word is a lamp into my feet, a light into my path. Like, but the lamp only goes as far ahead. The light and path only goes as far ahead as, uh, you know, what's right in front what of you. What you just need yeah. to see at the yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. So that's the general concept of that. The the decision, step four, pattern in the pattern. And the book's Connecting the Dots. It is available uh, for pre-order up until March 14th. And then on March 14th, it's released upon the earth. Uh, I, I'd greatly appreciate any pre-orders we can get. There's also an audio book coming out. I just finished recording that. Uh, we've got these podcasts about it. There's going to be a bunch of version devotionals about it that'll launch on that same day. So connecting the dots, what God is doing when life doesn't make sense. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this with your friends on the platform of your choice. For more from Joel Malm, visit joelmalm.com. For more from Rick Malm, visit rickmalm.com. Our podcast music was produced by Alex Burleson.